Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Today, we have Alan Moran on the show, who spent nearly a decade at Ernst Young before taking on manager and senior director positions for multiple uh, global internal audit departments, including the Gates Corporation, Johnson Controls, Citrix, and uh, TradeStation, before landing at Chewy as the head of internal audit. And for those that don't know what Chewy is, it's uh, an American online retailer of pet food and other pet-related products based in Florida. Uh, the company completed its initial public offering in 2019, which means at the time of this recording, Alan was going through uh, or trying to wrap up their first year with Sock, so really appreciate him coming on during that time. If, if you're experienced with that, you know it can be kind of nuts. So thanks again, Alan. Um, and they raised a billion dollars with revenue over 6.5 billion and market cap currently over 40 billion. As an e-commerce company, um, product innovation drives the operations. And I think that can be seen through not only in it driving uh, operations, but also in the fact that Alan is there and, and what he's doing there and how innovative he's being within internal audit kind of speaks to that culture, it seems like. Uh, and Chewy's constantly striving to find new and better ways to improve customers' experience from that easy to navigate website and highly rated mobile apps to detailed order tracking and personalized pet profile features. Chewy continues transforming the way pet parents shop. Um, so if you have a pet, it might be something that you are interested in outside of uh, outside the show. Um, and so I've kind of mentioned a few of the things that or, or maybe teed up some of the topics that, that Alan and I talk about. So when Alan got to Chewy, he started to kind of modernize the, the audit department from the ground up across uh, SOX and their operations audits also. So that's a one thing we talk about to kind of kick it off is how can we modernize audit from the ground up? and kind of get lessons learned from, from Alan's years and years of experience in doing that. We also talk about how to develop the future auditor so that there's no separation between IT audit and operations audit. You know, we, we say, yeah, we, well, we, you know, we got to bring in the IT auditor to talk about that um, kind of thing and how we can almost start to get away from that and just have the auditor rather than the IT auditor, or the operations auditor or, or, or so on. And then we talk about the, the main questions that audit committees are asking of their auditors. So if these are, Maybe the takeaway here is if your audit committee is not asking you these questions, maybe we should be asking our audit committee, why are you not asking us about these these topics and these questions? So some very interesting conversation here, a lot of good takeaways. So that's it. Hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. So at Chewy, I know you have started this initiative to kind of modernize the audit group or the audit department uh, almost from the ground up. And I thought that was very interesting. So I wanted to see if you could talk about 
what you mean by that and the steps you've taken and, and maybe a, a good first step that listeners could take in trying to modernize their, their audit department also? Yeah, it's a very good point. Uh, you know, it being actually, it's not a journey, right? So it's actually, we have to start somewhere. And, you know, people think, you know, it's this complicated. It, it sounds complicated sometimes, you know, it sounds, you know, a one way you can actually get started. Um, so from our point, yes, uh, I've been actually, you know, investing into uh, data analytics quite a bit. You know, one is um, automating internal audit as a function itself, but also then thinking about how can we automate controls processes across the company. So, you know, it moves actually that line of defense where, you know, we detect actually from automated standpoint to more like at the first and second line of defense where, you know, the controls are executed, you know, and then management actually have visibility, real-time visibility into what's going on to the company, you know, is any controls, any thresholds, you know, that actually we're not fulfilling in, in, in whatever the controls that we have. So a couple of steps that we took actually in the org, you know, it was pretty much identifying what do we do, right? So from the internal audit perspective, can we uh, facilitate some of the tests? Can we automate the testing that we do? And I'm talking about SOCs, you know, so just thinking about all the whatever control, number of controls you may have, and then thinking about how can we uh, look into uh, every single one of them, you know, and then there's a potential for automation. And we try to not just boil the ocean at first, you know, we thought about like, how can we facilitate the lives of our auditors and then kind of save time every time that we have to do, especially like more repetitive tasks and things that we have to do. Um, and we put actually really like, you know, an Excel spreadsheet, you know, uh, and then we went one by one. Some of the criteria was defining actually, you know, uh, how much burden is in the team. And that was actually a lot of, uh, you know, tests to be done. And then, and then we look into kind of the data that we have, what we use, any applications that we use, you know, the database behind that we pull the information from. And, and from there, like we said, well, maybe we can take the strides, you know, into, again, uh, maybe, you know, simplifying it and can be even like an Excel macro. So uh, what I'm trying to do is we're not trying to complicate it too much. We do actually have people in the team that actually have knowledge about SQL, Tableau, and we have like, you know, nine, it's actually more of automation tool that we have, we use. But there's actually other ones like UiPath, you know, and then Altrix, you know, that other companies are using. But instead of actually using that as a complicator, you know, and then we try to say, how can we break this out? And then say, you know, this is the work step that we have to fulfill. How can we make it easier? One from the auditor standpoint, right? Another step that we took was like, okay, so maybe we do this automation from the auditor standpoint, but, you know, there might be an effort that we can automate the whole control process, you know? And then we took a step into, instead of actually just investing into automating the testing of the controls, we decide to then, you know, go to management and say, can we automate the process per se? Right? To kind of give you that visibility dashboards, you know, things that actually have real life, um, you know, and pushing to the control environment to first and second line, as I said, you know. Um, so that was some of the things that we we thought, you know, and, and I think what I suggest is, you know, looking to the audit plan, you know, first thing that comes to mind, you know, if you call the company, uh, is to look into the controls, right? Some controls, there, there's no way to automate them. Yeah. You know, the signatures, whatever it is, you know, sometimes there's no way. Um, another point is think outside the box. It's not a one-to-one match. You know, sometimes you just have like a three controls that we have one automation that will take care of it. Um, sometimes, you know, you have the completely opposite. You have like one control that you need three automations to maybe complete that. Um, the objective is, you know, looking from a risk perspective and then I mitigating the risk, you know, and my still mitigating the risk. 
Um, you're bringing a couple more things into the factor per se, right? You're probably auditing then 100% of your population. So your perspective, you know, is not the standard like 25, 40, whatever, simple selection, you know, and you're not pulling data per se, like one by one, you know, asking management to do that. You move actually away from that. You look into the whole population. You monitor and see if you're actually, again, a liar, things that did not comply. But sometimes, you know, people like thinking, well, I'm going to automate. My work is going to go away. I'm going to just kind of manage it. I think, you know, it does in certain points, but also then because you have more visibility into more, you know, sometimes it brings you probably potential for more discrepancies. And that's where, you know, you step in and say management, you know, probably the, the incoming information into this, you know, to my analytics, you know, either it's not correct or, you know, we do have a problem to the downstream in the process, right? So then we need to look into that. So um, those are some of the discoveries we found. And, you know, again, you know, when you look into the audit plan, you know, what else is actually from operation? Like, yeah. You know, you might have like, a, I don't know, operational audits that you might be able to automate some of the things, you know, uh, some of the work you do and then capture that. But that's kind of, uh, you know, some of the things I can, you know, talk more about it, but just, uh, you know, Trent, is there anything else that, you know, you can bring it up? Yeah, I like that the first step and I've seen some teams do it where where you're talking about you have basically your list of controls and then what can we automate what makes sense to automate things like that and they did it more so from the perspective of getting buy-in to get the automation tool the the rpa tool and so they went through and they said okay here's our list of controls again this was a socks thing but um here's a list of controls um and then they would rank the control based on how easily formatted the data was. So was it in a good clean format or was a, you know, a whole lot of work would have to go into it to get it in a, in a format that's usable. Um, and then how much manual time it takes to do that. <clears throat> and they basically summed all that up and said, look, right now it takes us whatever, 40 hours to do this. If we automate this, it'll take us 20 hours to do this. And they, you know, tied some numbers to it and said, we saved this amount. And that was, I thought that was a really interesting approach. It sounds like something similar that, that you guys did. So that's uh, I think that is a, a good, first step in understanding um, what that, you know, how we can get started in that process. Yeah. So, so just one more point too, and very quickly, um, you know, one another approach that we took was, you know, uh, education of the team, right? So not everybody is proficient in data analytics, right? So um, one of the thought, the thought you know, was like, okay, so here's the strategy. And then definitely give that education to my team, looking back and say, what is data? What is how systems talk with each other? What kind of data I'm looking for? Right? Another point was actually you know, engaging with the BI team that we have in the organization to say, what kind of tools you guys use today? Yeah. So one of the main criteria that we had was, I don't want to buy something that you know managers not using. And then the mentality was, um, I don't want to start something um, and then have my own kind of isolated internal audit type of set of controls, you know, and then management will have theirs. So it's more about like, how can we collaborate on those synergies, right, with management to say, I'm going to use the same things you used to. I'm going to use the same data you used to. I'm just going to make your life technically you know, easier from a control standpoint, you know, where you actually going to own it and carry that. But, you know, as a partner, you know, we're going to be benefiting actually from the internal audit standpoint, you know, because yeah. then you're just looking at more of an outliers and truly like, you know, just the things and give you actually broader assurance across the board, right? So that was another key point that we look at. Yeah, and I think it comes down to like, okay, we have all this good tech and everything, but if we don't have the relationships, like, it, you know, a lot of times it boils down to the relationship. 
if we don't have those with management, um, then it's not going to be as effective. So that's a, that's a really good approach also that, that, um, I think you guys are taking. So, and you're talking about educating the team on analytics and tech and things like that. And you and I have talked about like becoming the auditor of the future and what that means and, and having like a tech background, but then also, you know, just say like the business background or like the, the, you know, there's the IT folks and then like the CPA type folks, you know, typically on the team. And so how, what kind of steps are you taking to like merge that together to where you have that, that future auditor? Yeah. And, you know, I think a future auditor means that, you know, we're just going to have auditors and auditors should be, you know, um, the understanding and knowledge should be very close together in terms of actually, you know, understanding IT. IT is becoming more and more like the day in, day out, you know, the things we talk to, you know, um, there's no way around it. Like external auditors are looking to completely, you know, having like an IT background into their own auditors, you know, to make sure like we're just not looking from a business process, but then what is behind the scenes, how this thing work, how systems talk with each other. So that's kind of how the approach, you know, like we're taking internally, I am taking, you know, with the team and in, what I did was I had my IT folks, you know, having presentations, weekly presentations, and talk about IT general controls, change management, user access, database, uh, applications, uh, you know, uh, uh, software development like cycle. So things that, you know, goes into the minds of uh, IT, you know, and then talk about the, all the applications we have into the company, why they're important, you know, from the IPE standpoint, you know, like the reports that we generate, the data behind it, um, you know, the, the information, the SQL, whatever it is, you know, that we as a company used to generate, you know, how do we get assurance, you know? In the past, it used to be, you know, well, we have a SQL, we have a data, oh, let's kind of bring the IT folks, they will talk, you know, bits and bytes here. And I'm trying to make everybody step away from that. So like, you know, I'm capable, I can do this. I can talk about, you know, I can understand, you know, if the data is coming from here or from there, like, and then what are the risks from completeness, accuracy of the data and ask those questions as a business process auditor. So, you know, it doesn't take too much. It takes actually you know, a little bit of effort, you know, from both sides, you know, from us to basically, you know, start to have more open conversations, you know, about those things and educating actually, um, you know, the, what do we used to say, the business process auditors, mm -hmm. you know, and um, the gain also is, um, you know, as the group start to learn, you know, they start to have also the IT folks, they start to understand to better, you know, from the business perspective, you know, the inputs, you know, the outputs of the data, the risk that they see to from the business side. So it helps each other, you know, and of course, you know, I'm not saying that we're perfect yet, you know, but we're moving towards something, you know, which in the future is going to be kind of a hybrid auditor, which will know everything, right? So we don't, of course, you know, there'll be some of the people on my team that will probably have a more inclination about technology. You know, there'll probably be a few steps ahead where you kind of understand what the risks actually from a technology standpoint, because that is the background we chose. But at the same time, we should all be, you know, um, uh, intelligent enough to kind of talk about, you know, the, 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 the matters that we see, you know, the things we see uh, without actually having to every single time, you know, tap into IT, you know, yeah. in my right? Um, it's definitely a healthy relationship. You know, I, I applaud actually the team to kind of have the cross function, but also then we should all be prepared. You know, it's not only internal audit and we talk about internal audit of the future. I think we should talk about the professions of the future, you know, in any profession that we see accounting, finance, you know, all that we talk now is data, yep. systems, data analytics, right? Uh, defining this, Tableau, you know, so things that actually going to generate actually value to the organization, but you know, we need to have that mindset where, you know, going to be 
creating profession for the future. You know, that's what I, I think that this is going to land you now. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, kind of off of that or, or, or maybe a horrible segue, <laughs> but a question that I, I've found interesting uh, in asking people and, and getting their responses is what, what question have you been asked by the audit committee that you feel like other audit leaders should be asking of themselves or maybe even asking within their own, their own audit group? Uh, excellent question, because, you know, every time you walk to the audit committee, you're thinking about what they're going to ask me, you know? So the things actually, you know, how I can prepare in advance, you know, am I looking at everything as a CAE, a chief audit executive, or, you know, just the head of, uh, you know, the function normally, you know, that's, and again, you know, the team should also be thinking themselves, but anyway, so the audit committee has been, you know, definitely asking more questions about, uh, internal audits function into cybersecurity assurance. You know, how we participate into cybersecurity program. You know, how is actually our day in, day out, you know, to cyber. And again, you know, my company is an e-commerce company. So definitely, you know, there's a heightened, you know, yeah. the awareness about cybersecurity. And, you know, so we're not just taking actually, you know, uh, managers doing this, but then translating to the audit committee and saying, you know, is this actually make sense? Is the priority right? Uh, the risk actually they're looking at, uh, you know, is actually, uh, you know, in line with the, you know, the risk that we see from industry perspective, you know, um, and again, cybersecurity has been actually a hot topic, I think, for most of audit community conversations, you know, out there. So um, the way that we look into is really look and take an actually approach into what management is doing, you know, provide either advisory work or actually assurance work, depending on what maturity they are into the organization. And then, you know, if they're still developing something, normally we engage within the project. And at least, like I said, here are the questions that we're, I'm going to ask you well, actually, I need to provide assurance to the audit committee, you know, so we ask that in anticipation. So they think through, they include into the development of a more maturity into the program itself. Um, and then when we audit in the future from an assurance standpoint, we know actually that there will be some thought, you know, and then hopefully, you know, less efficiency, less concerns. But again, you know, internal audit is not only findings, you know, we're managing risk. And then the sooner we identify risks are coming, you know, the better, right? Okay. So we're managing this from the source instead of actually waiting, oh, let me do an audit in a year from now and then I'll flag this. I mean, the company have been like, you know, with that risk you know, in place for a year that you only detecting, you know, actually a year from now. So I think, you know, more of a, that uh, front seat into that, um, you know, and goals hand to hand with the privacy side too. You know, there's actually uh, the government thinking about, you know, potentially, and in, in we're hearing more about, you know, national privacy laws. You know, we have CCPA from the United States, all the actually uh, privacy laws in place. Uh, CCPA does not need like a stronger one, you know, for most of the organizations have to comply. But um, there's actually more conversations about that, you know, not only about being compliant, but also then, you know, are we thinking as privacy by design? Yeah. Things like that, right? Um, and, and how do we assure that? Um, and last is not the, the least important, but very important too, is how do we know actually the risks that we actually have for the organization are, you know, the ones that we're presenting, we're talking to. Is any kind of a black swan, things that we don't know, right? Or things that we don't actually have coverage actually from the audit, from the internal audit analysis standpoint, you know, maybe doing enterprise risk assessment, or if the company is more mature, enterprise risk management, you know, and then is anything in that list is not captured, you know, we're missing something, is there any actual, or, you know, the categorization of the risk is actually right. Um, so with the fast-pacing companies, you know, especially like from the data, all the things we're talking, things will continue to move super fast, right? So, and then so are the risks, right? The world is changing every day. Every day we hear something the news that we never heard before, right? So those things will keep coming and how prepared we are, how, you know, and how much, you know, even like considerations or thoughts, you know, we have, you know, so audit communities, I think they look for, 
awareness? Are we, you know, plugged in? We know, you know, um, and we thought about it. So that's kind of, uh, you know, what the, the main things that I see, you know, from, a, from that standpoint, the challenge. Hey, everyone. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at Audit Board, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. Audit Board's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with Audit Board's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see Audit Board's award-winning platform in action today. And, and I was thinking about this, if, if it was asked the other way around, what should we be asking of the audit committee as, as internal audit leaders? And, and because we were, you know, when I asked you, what should the audit committee be asking us? You said cyber. I almost think we should flip it back to them also and say, well, what do you know about cyber? Do we have someone on the board that understands tech, you know, and I'll say cyber, but tech in general, um, do we have that person, you know, the, the sim similar to, um, what came out of socks and saying, Hey, you have to have a financial expert on the board. I think it's reasonable to say in this day and age, you also need a tech expert on the board. Um, whether that is where that means a security, uh, type person and a, maybe a general tech type person. Cause there's, you know, differences there. Um, if possible to get that or those people on there, but, um, by and large, I think there's going to be a, a larger push for, Hey, do we have the, the tech competencies at the board level also? Um, so I'm looking, looking forward to, to that day. I think I'm seeing it slowly starting, starting to happen, but, um, I think that'll be big for us when we can really, really get there, but, um, kind of another horrible segue, but what, what's a commonly held belief that you passionately disagree with relative to the audit profession? Yeah, I wouldn't say like I completely disagree with. I think we need to also, um, you know, look into from the independent system point, right? Mm -hmm. So it's actually being a theme that we talk as a profession, you know, from internal audit, right? It's always kind of a keeping our independence perspective. And I think, you know, um, it depends how you use your independence, actually, independence card, I call it, you know? And, um, and, and I think we have to, within the value that we keep saying, you know, from the, the profession itself, right? So internal audit, you know, what kind of value we're bringing to the, to the table, right? So managers definitely challenging more and more from the perspective of what, like, you know, um, asking questions day in, day out, right? And when we talk about seat at the table, you know, like, can I, can the CFO call me now and say, hey, we're going to do this, um, this is happening right now, what do you see as your risk, you know, and then I think, you know, internal audit needs to step in more into your know, um, advisory support, you know, that that will provide actually, you know, that seat at the table. And sometimes, you know, you have to pause and say, am I compromising opinions, right? I do think, and I have a strong belief actually that, um, you know, you still can provide um, support, advisory and guidance without compromising your opinions, right? Right. Of course, you know, as you become more seasoned and you become actually, you know, through your career, like, you know, I think, you know, definitely some decisions needs to be done at the CAE level, you know, like, are we compromising, you know, anything here? Uh, can I audit this area if I actually advise this way or something, right? I think, you know, as long as internal audit is not part of the specific implementation, design, and then driving it, you know, but we're guiding management because we know some of the pitfalls already, you know, in the participation. 
that is some of the concept, you know. But I have seen, you know, where internal audit functions they will say, well, let me do my job, which is just audit the controls, you know, and then I'll tell you if there are issues. Yeah. Instead of actually kind of anticipating some of the risks that we might have, you know, some things actually down the road and just, you know, and then kind of, a, you know, shuts down management from the future to say, you know, why am I even going to ask? Because I'm being shut down about this independence card, yeah. right? So I think, I think, you know, uh, it's a very fine line that we have to constantly walk. But at the same time, you know, I feel confident and know that uh, within the right judgment, you know, there's a lot of value that can be brought into the table uh, in terms of actually, you know, supporting the organization, especially like organizations in the early stages where they're still growing, you know, they're still learning, they're still trying to find out what to do, kind of a risk, and even if they know, right? So there are things actually they don't know because, you know, they're not mature enough to kind of be able to even think about certain things. That actually, that is actually sometimes, you know, in general, the partnership where we're looking to and say, um, well, down the line, you know, you might want to think about this because it might, you know, we're going to ask for that, you know, either us or external auditors will think about this thing. So, you know, how can we anticipate and build that into the process, right? Um, so anyway, so I think, you know, it's not, a again, a strong disagreement, but I think we always need to be, uh, you know, dynamic in thinking about, you know, how do we treat independence, you know, yeah. from the and, and that that's a um and uh, probably the most common answer when I ask that is it's something about independence and right. so it's, it's good to hear your opinion your perspective on that um because it's you know a bit of a hot topic especially during COVID and it was you know can we act as a first line if we need to and and all that kind of stuff and it's just like yeah go do what you you know that we need to do to help the company and so there's a lot of debate on uh independence and things like that that was pretty interesting um it came from from covid so um all right so last thing is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with i think is you know just uh, you know looking back and lessons learned constantly i i think um you know to keep engaging and again you know is actually building the team to you know provide that value back to management right so my team actually have done actually an excellent job in terms of actually you know being in out of uh, the trenches and saying you know are we really, you know, be compliant certain, you know, across the board, right? We're looking to everything in terms of actually, you know, just not stock controls, but like operational, you know, efficiencies, things that we can gain, right? Things that are not. So there's a lot of things from a governance even standpoint, you know, from the, from the organization there, making sure like we are, you know, establishing the right tone, governance, um, you know, keeping actually that kind of thing. So, but within that, also, management have been actually very accepting, you know, in supporting actually all these activities, right? So I think what the balance in, you know, sometimes you feel like that, you know, internal audit is a little disconnected from management. I think it's not what I experienced, but it was a continuous effort, you know, from both sides, management trying to comply and be, you know, and still kind of have the mindset and then internal audit actually also supporting and, you know, providing that guidance and, and help, you know? So, um, and then now, you know, looking to how can we automate this all, right? So like looking forward for the future and saying, what can we do, you know, all together here to make our work environment better, right? So helping them will help me and vice versa. So it's kind of, a, I think one of the messages is like, you know, keeping, you know, engage, uh, keep, you know, uh, up to date um, and, you know, challenge the status quo, you know, don't kind of uh, conform and, you know, just wait for things to hit, mm -hmm. you know, the, the organization. So it's trying to stay ahead as much as possible. Um, 
And on top of it, you know, just to also build relationship with like some auditors walking through the whole thing, you know, in terms of actually being transparent, you know, to the process, right? Um, one of the big buy-ins that we have to get, you know, from all the things we're talking, data analytics, right, automation, all those things is external, right? So like some auditors, we're going to rely into the controls. They can actually, you know, there'll be big changes coming. And I think that is another factor, you know, that we need to leave as a message in terms of actually this conversation and, you know, keep actually them engaged, you know, and uh, uh, checkpoints, you know, am I thinking is right? Would you rely on this? You know, is this, is this aligned with your expectation, right? I think, you know, and sometimes you build it like a, this beautiful thing and they think like, oh, this is beautiful. And then, you know, they come and say, well, but it can rely on this. You know, yeah. thank you very much. And so I think it's always like a keeping that perspective, you know, in mind also, you know, um, just we cover a lot into just uh, some of the, the, the those thoughts, but uh, just those are good points, you know, actually think about, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. I got asked um, one time, they said, hey, we're doing, you know, we're, going, we're using analytics within SOX. Um, what should we be doing? And I said, you should be talking to the external auditor first to make sure that they're, you know, that what you're doing is in line um, with the guidance. And like you said, Kevin, they rely on the controls and things. So uh, definitely the relationship there, if you're looking to put automation in or um, analytics, um, embed tech into the control environment, definitely work with them because the way that this person had asked me that it was going to go, had they not eventually worked with the, the, uh, the external auditors, it was going to be exactly like you said, they were going to build all this stuff and it was going to be great. And then external audit was going to come in and go, that, that's pretty cool, but man, you can't really do that. You know, <laughs> like, you know, they're the SOX experts and, and, uh, and, and know it really, you know, really well. So, um, I think that's great advice and, um, a good message to, to leave on. So, I know that you have your, um, like we mentioned at the beginning, your your stocks work is is coming to a close. Uh, I know you're busy, and we will uh, let you go. But thank you, Alan, very much. Um, I thought that was fantastic. All right, Trent, I appreciate the time, and you know, always, you know, good to be here. So, anytime. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.